I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's Factor. Factor's delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that are like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. And you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com dot com slash clean with me 50 to get 50% off. Hi everyone, Ronnie here. You're listening to Clean With Me, the podcast where I talk you through cleaning your house. Thanks for joining me. This is episode 104 And this episode is going to be another two-hour cleaning marathon. In case you're new to the show, most of my episodes are approximately one hour long. But a lot of you have written in to tell me that you're listening to the two-hour episode again and again. So I decided to go ahead and make another one. If you're wanting to do a lighter cleaning session, then click out of this and click on one of my other episodes that is shorter but this is going to be a two-hour cleaning marathon the first thing I want you to do is gear up for your cleaning session you're going to want to do a few things during this time you're going to want to maybe light a candle or turn on a wax warmer maybe take out your kitchen trash or other waste baskets from around the house And of course you're going to want to get your machines running. If you have a dishwasher and a washing machine, you're going to want to get those running. And since this is a two-hour cleaning session, you might want to put your bedding in that washing machine load. I have kind of a large capacity washing machine to where if I'm doing the bedding on one of my kids' beds, I'm able to wash their sheets 
pillowcase and comforter in the same load. That might not be the case for you, but I encourage you to do a load of bedding unless there's something else more pressing that you need to wash first. But this would be a great episode to listen to if you're doing a very thorough clean, which often includes clean bedding. So go ahead and get that load of laundry started, whatever you decided to wash. But of course, you might be stripping a bed. And then the other machine I'm referring to is your dishwasher. And those of you who don't have a working dishwasher will probably want to pre-rinse, but you have dirty dishes, I'm assuming you do, pre-rinse those dishes and get a sink load going, get them at least soaking. But if you have a dishwasher, now's the time to do an empty reload and run. And obviously, I mentioned emptying it, but if you have to start out by emptying it, of course, that's kind of like starting out behind. So it is good, I'll give this disclaimer, it is good to get into the habit of unloading your dishwasher before you need to load it again. Okay, but that said, I record most of these episodes operating under the assumption that you have a lot of housework to do, including dirty dishes. But of course, if you're ahead of the game, be working on something else if you don't have dishes to do. So you might need to wash that first sink load by hand, or maybe you just needed to load and start your dishwasher. By the way, I saw a commercial the other day that was talking about, and I might not have this exactly right, but the way I remember it anyway, it was talking about how it's okay to run your dishwasher when it's not full. And I often talk about running my dishwasher at 75% capacity. They were actually saying that if you had I think it was like four items in the dishwasher, it would still use less water than if you washed those items by hand. Now, I would not run my dishwasher with four items. Well, not four small items. If they were large pots and pans, I probably would. But, you know, four dishes, no, I wouldn't. I'd I'd rather wash them by hand, I think. But that having been said... The point of the commercial wasn't so that you'd do a load of four dishes, and maybe it wasn't even four, I don't remember, but that wasn't the point of it. The point of it was that it doesn't have to be completely full to run it, and it's not a waste of water if you go ahead and run it when it's not at full capacity because it takes takes a relatively large amount of water to wash dishes correctly by hand. Now, obviously, if in the course of the day you only dirty up enough dishes to run the dishwasher once, then it would make perfect sense to just put dirty stuff in and wait till the end of the day to run it. But in case that's not exactly how you do it at your house, I give you permission to run that dishwasher with less than a full load if that's going to help you get your housework done. You need to do what works for you. Whether that's putting a few dirty items in the dishwasher for now 
and running it tonight before bed and then emptying it in the morning or just filling it half full and running it. Whatever works for you. There are just so many variables with lifestyle, family size, routines that not everybody's going to do that the same way. But I just wanted to mention that about how it takes more water to wash your dishes by hand in case you didn't know that. So once you get those two machines running, your washer and your dishwasher, or maybe it was washing a quick sink load of dishes by hand, the next thing you're going to want to do is maybe straighten your front entrance area. I like to get my house company ready as soon as possible. Yesterday I had an unexpected guest. Someone texted me. I didn't see the text. But you know what? My house looked good because we had straightened up the living room and hallway, vacuumed. We had straightened up the guest bathroom slash kids bathroom most of the dishes were in the dishwasher and it was running I mean most of the dirty dishes there were only a few items that didn't make it in there and the kitchen was straightened up so and not everybody feels this way or does things this way but if if you've listened to my show for long you know that I like to clean in order of priority to some extent. I mean, I I deviate from it, but I like to get the front room of the house clean right away. And some people have an entryway that's just an entryway, but for some of us, for a lot of us, you walk right into our living room. And so I definitely like to get that living room picked up early on I just, it would go against the grain for me to be in the back of my house cleaning a bathroom, but then my very front room is a disaster. That's just not not how I do things. I like to get that straightened up first so that I'm just perpetually ready for somebody to come over. And it's a good feeling when you get a surprise visitor and you don't have to say excuse the mess or worry about anything and you're just you're happy with how your house looks great feeling now obviously overnight guests are a different story or just the type of guests that are going to venture into other rooms what I mean by that I'm not talking about a bad type of person I'm just talking about a person in a situation where they would venture into the bedrooms one example of this is if someone has a small child That child is going to want to play in your kids' rooms. They're going to venture into other rooms. And then, hey, mom, can I show you what they've got back here or whatever? So that's a whole nother thing. But at least you want to be prepared for that casual visitor that maybe doesn't have a small child and isn't going to venture into your back rooms. So... That, that's how I do things. That's how I clean in the order of priority. And even if nobody's coming over, 
I like my husband to get a good impression when he first walks in and not just, wow, how come you're letting the kids trash the living room or whatever? You know what I'm saying? So since this is a longer cleaning session, I'm giving you a little bit more time for things like starting those machines and then straightening up those key areas. And it could be different for you. Maybe people enter your house through the garage and that's your priority entrance. I mean, we all know that family where their garage door is open anytime they're home and you walk in through their garage every time. Or maybe your family room is on the back of your house, but that's the room that you spend the most time in and that's your priority area. We're going to spend more time later in the episode on detailing all of your living areas, but right now we're just talking about those things that you like to do at the beginning of your cleaning session so that you'll feel ready for anything. And a lot of times that's cleaning the very front room of your house. It's getting those machines running. It's getting your house smelling good. And insert something else here because there might be something else on your list that is specific to you that you like to take care of before anybody shows up. And of course, I recognize that you might be cleaning for yourself. Maybe you live in a town where you haven't even met anyone yet, or you're practicing social distancing. I don't know. You might not be expecting anybody. I get that. But you still probably have priority areas that you like to take care of at the beginning of your cleaning session. So I'm here to motivate you to tackle those areas first to kind of put your mind at ease and help you feel relaxed. By now, maybe you've done what you need to do to gear up for your cleaning session. And I don't know what time of day you're listening to this, but maybe you need to think about dinner. For some of us, we can get wrapped up in different activities and forget to plan the meal. And as far as meal planning, I mean, I'm just saying think about what you're having for dinner. Maybe take something out to thaw or whatever. But as far as meal planning, I'm kind of off the wagon. I've gone through phases where, very short phases I might add, where I would have a list on the refrigerator of the days of the week and what I'm going to make for dinner each day. That's kind of one of those things that doesn't really work for our family. Just like that, you know, idealistic view of loading the dishwasher throughout the day, running it at the end, doesn't work for us just yet. Um, The very specific meal planning doesn't work, but, and be gearing up for your cleaning session, whatever that means for you. Maybe you don't need to plan a dinner for tonight or take anything out of the fridge, Maybe you're working on some other priority item, but in, in a couple more minutes, we are going to move on to just finishing cleaning the kitchen. So if you're ahead of the game, just get started on finishing up in the kitchen. But my version of meal planning is making a list of meals that I want to make in either a one week or two week period and then planning my grocery list accordingly. But I don't like to commit to making 
a certain meal on a certain day of the week. Just because plans could change. Maybe you're having company on a particular night, so another dinner is more practical that night. Or maybe you eat out for lunch and it's Mexican food, so you're not going to cook Mexican food for dinner that same night. Or, you know, you went out for pizza, so you're not going to have spaghetti for dinner or whatever. Um, not that we never double up on a, a type of food, but just things come up. Or maybe maybe you have a busy day one day and you want to make your easiest meal that day where you're just kind of popping some frozen food on a cookie sheet, throwing it in the oven. Maybe you don't want to put together a lasagna that night or whatever. So I don't like to commit to certain days, but ideally I do I do feel that meal planning is a good way to save money on groceries because you can kind of incorporate the leftovers and things like that. For example, having a roasted chicken one night, making chicken soup the next. I do like to do a little bit of meal planning, but I just have trouble sticking with the days. Like I've even tried to do the thing where you do a theme, like, you know, this night is Mexican food, this night's Italian food, this night's American food, whatever. Um, I've tried that too. But in general, I like to just try to at least get ingredients for a few different meals. And then I don't mind creating meals from just what I have in stock. But I do like to think about what I'm having for dinner early in the day. And sometimes I'll even set out the ingredients so that I don't forget what I'm making or which vegetable I was planning to include or whatever. So don't forget about meal planning, whatever meal planning means for you. It doesn't necessarily need to be this like spreadsheet that you print out of what you're eating for the next two weeks. That's definitely not my style. If that's you, good for you, but um, that's not how we do it. Let's move on to the kitchen. But like I said, I do like to have a list of meals planned, but in no particular order. Now, if you were washing by hand, you've probably finished your first sink load and you're ready to do more dishes. Or if you loaded your dishwasher earlier, you might be ready to wash the rest of the dishes by hand. Now, if you have some pots and pans with dried on food that need to soak or you just have other housework that you feel is more pressing. In today's episode, it might be okay to get back to some of the dishes later. Meaning, if you're down to just one sink load, you could allow those to soak until later in the episode and come back to them. A friend of mine told me that her mom will pre-rinse the dishes, then fill the sink up and use a little bit of liquid dish detergent, but also drop in a dishwasher pod with those pre-rinsed dishes, let them soak, and then come back and they just need to be rinsed. If you adequately pre-rinse them, that will work. That method will work. So... That is one option, 
or it might be that you had a large pot or pan that sat out overnight and you know you're not proud of it but the food is really dried on or baked on you could soak those with a dishwasher pod so that's an that's an option because I am going to give you an opportunity to get back to that stuff but I do want you to finish cleaning your kitchen at this time whether that means washing all the dishes by hand right now or soaking a few things that you're going to come back to you're still going to clean the surfaces of your kitchen so let's look around at your kitchen countertops are there items that need to be put away seasonings um, a peanut butter jar I don't know what's left out on your countertop but let's get those items put away let's throw away trash how about small appliances that you don't plan on using in the near future? Maybe you use your coffee maker every day, your toaster every day, but you're not planning to use your Instant Pot again for a while, or your blender, you're, you're off the wagon with having a smoothie for breakfast or something. So make sure that you're also putting away items. I feel like in a lot of different rooms of the house, I can get used to things sitting out and not put them away until I'm getting ready to have company and then it's like, wow, I got to remove this clutter from the countertop. So part of my goal for this show is that you won't wait until you are having company or taking pictures or something like that, some kind of special occasion to remove excess clutter it's something you just need to do periodically when you've left some extra things out I guess it's just kind of my pet peeve when people store I mean I'm not mad at them I mean I'm probably wording this wrong by calling it a pet peeve but I don't like to store a lot of stuff on my countertop obviously I say it's a pet peeve it doesn't bother me when I go to someone else else's house and they're storing everything on the countertop I just think it looks messy so let's not store everything on your kitchen countertop remove clutter and then it's going to be time to wipe it down of course if you have a loaf of bread or an open fruit basket or something you might want to move those aside before you spray a cleaning product a lot of times I move my fruit basket back and forth from the table to the kitchen island while I'm wiping down those surfaces. So maybe you want to wipe down your surfaces with just a damp cloth with a little bit of dish soap on it or maybe you want to spray a multi-surface cleaner or you use a granite spray on your countertops this show isn't really about the products you use it's just about reminding you to do things and helping you to to make sure that you've covered all your bases and keeping you on track lately I think my ideal would be spraying my stovetop with a pledge multi-surface cleaner which I feel is great for the stovetop and then I'm using a granite cleaning spray on the rest of my countertops and then on the dining room table I have a tablecloth on it that can be wiped clean 
and I use a multi-purpose all-natural spray there because that's where we eat. We do our island is also a breakfast bar, but I don't know. Lately I'm not that worried about what I use because I teach my kids to eat off of plates or at least a paper towel. And when we're rolling out biscuits or whatever, we use a cutting board rather than putting it directly on the countertop. So I don't mind using chemicals. But if your family has a tendency to eat right off of the countertops, a natural spray might be a better fit for you. Or just the dish soap. But let's get those surfaces cleared and wiped down. Of course, with small appliances, you want to wipe them down. You want to move them and clean under them. And then, of course, you want to wipe down your cabinet doors in the kitchen. Maybe you don't have time to wash the entire cabinet door, or you don't want to stand up on a stool or stepladder, but you can wipe the areas where people can reach, where those fingerprints are. And that can really go a long way. Maybe you have a stainless steel cleaning product or you're like me and you just use a glass cleaner on the front of your stainless steel refrigerator. Maybe you have a different type of refrigerator, but a lot of us have stainless steel. I use a glass cleaning spray on that. But I'll wipe down the outside of my refrigerator, the outside of the oven, the dishwasher, the microwave. Maybe you need to clean the inside of your microwave. I like using vinegar to clean things like the inside of the microwave or the inside of the refrigerator. Those are areas where I avoid using chemicals. And I know I can talk faster than you can clean, so don't feel like you need to be doing exactly what I'm talking about. These are just reminders that I'm throwing out as you're cleaning your kitchen. Don't forget to clean your sink, your faucet, the area behind the faucet, maybe your windowsill. Um, Maybe you have a glass door in your kitchen that needs to be cleaned. Maybe you have white trim around your pantry door and your pantry door itself needs to be wiped down. I know that applies to me. What about getting little marks on the walls? This is common in the kitchen, like your backsplash area behind the stove. Maybe it's just a wall, maybe it's tile, but that's an area that needs to be wiped down. Same with behind the sink. Sometimes around a wastebasket, somebody could throw something in the trash that kind of splatters up onto the wall. Okay, (laughs) some of you can relate to this. Or what about this? The other day I had to wipe down the wall of my kitchen island, which is also a breakfast bar. So if you have a bar, meaning a place where you put bar stools and eat, that wall could get dirty if you have kids. Maybe adults do this, but I don't think so. Um, I think it's when they spill something no adults around, they clean up the countertop, they clean up the floor, but they don't notice that it's splattered on the wall a little bit. So that can be something to do. And then of course baseboards. I feel like I went on and on about baseboards in the last episode, 
but you might need to scrub the top of your baseboards with a cleaning brush. Other things that work well on baseboards are the um, fabric softener, dryer sheets, um, magic erasers, or even a dedicated baseboard cleaning tool. Whatever you use, don't neglect your baseboards. Sometimes a good bonus chore when you're cleaning your house is just to pick one wall and clean the baseboard on that one wall. And then clean one each time. That way you don't go too long between cleaning your baseboards, but you don't necessarily need to make a big project out of it either. Don't forget to wipe down your kitchen table or your dining room table. And since this is a deeper cleaning episode, you might have time to wipe down the chairs. And if you have very small children, you need to be wiping down the chairs like every day. But if your kids aren't getting the chairs that dirty, that might be kind of a deep cleaning chore. You might wipe down the table, but not necessarily the chairs on some days. Today, maybe wipe down those chairs. That's one of your bonus chores today. And a really important finishing touch when cleaning the kitchen is sweeping and mopping the kitchen floor. Not only does it make your floor shine and your kitchen smell good, but it also forces you to do a very thorough clean. It it, it prevents you from storing clutter around the edges of the room. Um, that may not... I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's Factor. Factor's delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. And you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily it's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash Clean with me 50 and use the code clean with me 50 to get 50% off. That's code clean with me 50 at factormeals.com slash clean with me 50 to get 50% off.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Apply to you if you have just kind of a small U-shaped kitchen, which is common in a small house or apartment. But if you have a large kitchen and... It has a dining room and you've got furniture around the edges and kids art supplies and stuff um, like I do. You might need to really pick up a certain corner or really straighten up a certain corner before you mop. And so, yeah, um, my kids are artists and we have kind of an art area at the end of the table a lot of times it's schoolwork but like in the summer that's kind of the art area of the table we kind of haven't went into the table where we're still able to eat at the table but my daughter has artwork in progress that went into the table and then there's a little um unit a little storage unit with art supplies or whatever and sometimes a pencil or crayon something falls on the floor and kind of goes unnoticed until I go to detail my kitchen floor and then I'm forced to pick up every item I'm forced to move that little drawer unit and pick up the pencils that ended up underneath it or whatever Other random deep cleaning chores in our kitchen area are wiping down the fish tank stand, watering the plants. I mean, it's not a cleaning chore, but it's something that I do while cleaning. It's housework. Are you accumulating clutter on the top of your refrigerator? That's not really a challenge for me because... The way my house is, there's a cabinet that sticks out above the fridge, so there's not a lot of space under it, and I keep a stainless steel bowl up there, and then sometimes a Bluetooth speaker for when I play music, so I really don't keep a lot of clutter, but a bonus chore, of course, would be to dust the top of that fridge and then replace whatever items belong there. I'm not a few, a huge fan, and a lot of people do this, so don't be offended if this is you, and we've been known to do it. I'm not a huge fan of this thing where people keep boxes of cereal and other food items on top of the refrigerator. Because some of you don't have a cabinet up there, so you can just put whatever up there. I mean, if you're really that short on space, that's fine. But I would prefer that the cereal boxes be stored out of sight. And I'm just giving you this advice as an outsider's perspective. I think it looks nicer to store things like that out of sight and then store something that looks better on top of your refrigerator. I'm not saying don't store a thing there and just leave it empty. But maybe a pretty stainless steel bowl or... A, a punch bowl or 
you know, you could store something decorative there, like a, a plant or something. Or it could be something functional, but I just don't think it looks good to have a box of cereal up there. So, just a thought. And you might be sweeping right now or mopping your kitchen floor, but there's not there's not a whole lot to say about sweeping and mopping. I mean, you can use a vacuum if you despise sweeping, but usually the broom's more thorough, depending on what kind of vacuum you have. Um, we normally have to sweep. If you hate sweeping and it's a large expanse, you might want to invest in a push broom. We typically use a push broom and then use a regular broom to sweep the pile into the dustpan. That's kind of the way we like to do it. And then, of course, there are a few different ways to mop. You might be using a spray mop. You might be using a regular mop and a mop bucket. You might fill your sink with mop water. You know, mop how you mop. But don't procrastinate. If Even if you have to just pour some type of cleaning liquid and water on your floor and then wipe it with a towel, that's yet another way to do it. I like to use a mop, a spray mop, and then dry the floor with a large towel to make sure that I'm getting the edges clean. But however you sweep and mop, you're, you're probably working on that. But I'm going to talk about other things, other bonus chores in the kitchen in case you're caught up or this is not a day that you're sweeping and mopping. We do need to sweep our kitchen every day, but it's like when we sweep, it's not that we're sweeping up food because we have two dogs. So between the two of them, they eat up any crumbs, but we still get uh, a lot of sandy dirt that just gets tracked into our house. So when I talk about sweeping, you know, every day in the kitchen, it doesn't necessarily mean food is being dropped. Just we live in a really dusty area and kids are notorious for going in and out. And so a lot of dirt gets tracked in and maybe the dogs are tracking it in too. I don't know. But some other bonus chores in your kitchen would be to freshen your garbage disposal. Maybe you need to cut up a lemon and drop some ice cubes down the drain. Or maybe you bought a little packet of garbage disposal cleaner and you want to pour that down. Maybe you want to use some vinegar, whatever. But might be a good time to freshen your garbage disposal. If you're in the habit of having... A young teenager clean your kitchen. This was me like in the past. Sometimes they do not run the garbage disposal. It would seem like common sense, but kids do not always run the garbage disposal. So then there's like rotten food just sitting in there. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. So if you're a teenager at heart, Make sure you're running your garbage disposal or if you've been having if you've been having your kids do dishes, don't assume that they are running the garbage disposal like they should. Speaking of kids, for whoever this applies to that has school age kids that are helping to clean, um I never recommend having a child or a teenager solely responsible for 
a particular cleaning chore. Even if it's on their chore list and they do it every day, I think as the adult, once in a while you need to do it because that particular chore, whatever it is, whether it's washing the dishes or, I don't know, cleaning a bathroom or vacuuming the living room or whatever, as the adult, you're probably going to do a more thorough job and that's your time to give feedback. Like, by the way, when you're sweeping, you need to move the kitchen trash because the area behind the trash can is not getting swept. You're not going to notice those things if you're just like, oh, my kid cleans the kitchen, and then you just call it a day. I feel like there should be a rotation where you as the mom, basically, or you might be a guy listening to the show, I realize that, but most of my listeners are women. My my statistics show that. So... Let's just say you're the mom and you've got kids assigned to different areas for their daily chores, especially in the summertime when everybody's home. I I still think there should be a rotation where once in a while you're doing it, whether it's to do a more thorough job or to make sure they're doing a thorough job. And the reason I say to do a more thorough job is that I don't expect a young child, I don't expect my eight-year-old to be as meticulous in cleaning as I am. I'm going to be happy if he does a decent job of picking up and vacuuming the living room or sweeping the kitchen floor. I'm not going to hold him to as high of a standard as I do my 13-year-old son. My 13-year-old son can sweep a floor as well as I can. Okay, but with my eight-year-old, it's like, well, I didn't feel like sweeping the floor, but I'm glad he did it today. But tomorrow, I'm going to do it and do a more thorough sweep. So, hopefully that makes sense. Just the danger of just trusting one person to an area and never cleaning it yourself is that you could have some buildup because of something not done. Thoroughly, So I'm not going to nitpick my eight-year-old sweeping. I mean, I'm going to give him pointers and things, but I'm going to tolerate a lower standard. But at the same time, he's not going to be solely responsible for sweeping our kitchen all the time or it would not get clean enough. So that's just a tip. If you've got kids that are old enough to clean, but they're not adults yet, school-aged kids, that's the tip for you today. Make sure that you're doing everything and rotating. And there are certain jobs that I just don't don't have my kids do. But when they get to be older teenagers, I make sure that they do those tasks a few times just so that they know how to do every type of chore. Like every teenager is going to eventually be asked to clean the toilet, even though that's something that I do myself 99% of the time. But I've just noticed that with things like vacuuming, where it's fine if a kid does it, it's a good job to give a young child, you still want to do it yourself now and then to make sure the corners are being vacuumed, so to speak. Or maybe it's you that is not doing a thorough job. Maybe you're just kind of vacuuming the middle of a room. I encourage you in this episode to go a little bit deeper with your cleaning, whether it's your sweeping, your vacuuming, your mopping. 
I realize that some days you need to rush through things and just call it good enough. You don't want to be uh, you don't want to be crippled by perfectionism and just either all or nothing approach to house cleaning. Sometimes you have to just straighten your house or quickly run a vacuum over the carpet. But in this episode, I'm encouraging you to go a little deeper since I'm giving you more time to do a thorough clean. It's not always that a kid is not doing a thorough job. Sometimes an adult is not doing a thorough job. And that's what deep cleaning sessions are for. Okay, by now, hopefully, your washing machine is running. Your dishwasher is running. Your kitchen is immaculate. I've given you plenty of time in the kitchen. Hopefully it's immaculate, but don't worry if you had to leave some things to soak because in this episode I'm going to give you an opportunity to get back to those items. Let's clean your bathrooms. I mean, you probably already straightened your front entrance or your very front room, so Next on the agenda is the bathrooms. It's important to get your house sanitary, and now's the time to do that. So usually I tell you to straighten up all of your bathrooms, check all of your bathrooms, but then pick one to focus on. In this episode, if you have more than one bathroom, go ahead and clean all of your bathrooms at once by going room to room, and I do this sometimes with my two bathrooms where I will remove the clutter and clean the countertop sink and mirror in each bathroom by going back and forth sometimes it's convenient to carry a little cleaning caddy or a laundry basket full of cleaning supplies and just kind of I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier and it's factor Factors delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like parmesan sauces and things like that that are like literally from restaurants i'm telling you this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant and you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan veggie and more i picked the and more but even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever These are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup 
needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take my supplies back and forth. So, be working on your bathrooms during this time. Maybe you need to take out your bathroom waste baskets before you begin remove the rugs by placing them in the hallway or taking them to the laundry room you might need a few minutes to get some cleaning supplies together basically my goal is that during the first hour of this episode your house will be company ready as far as Having your kitchen clean, your entrance area, your main living area, and your, did I say the kitchen, and your bathrooms. And then in the second half, we're going to detail the remaining living areas. We're going to do some laundry. We're going to clean bedrooms and just finish up with those dishes that are soaking. Just kind of do those finishing touches but right now I want to be I want you to be working on your bathrooms and since this is a deep cleaning session you might want to scrub around your faucet with either an old toothbrush or a grout brush however you like to do that but let's be thorough in cleaning our countertops sinks and mirrors in both or all bathrooms Quick thought on bathrooms. If you get in a rut of, and this kind of goes back to that whole thing of delegating chores to the kids sometimes and they don't always do a thorough job. If you get in the habit of always using the toilet in your own bathroom, you might not notice certain parts of your guest bathroom are not getting clean like your baseboards or whatever. Um, like I said, I predominantly clean the toilets, but sometimes I will ask the kids to clean the floor in there or clean the baseboards, but that's something that I need to address too, to make sure that it's getting done properly. And one way of doing that is just once in a while using that bathroom. You kind of get in the habit of going to the bathroom in the master bathroom but if you're not comfortable using every toilet in your house, then maybe you're not keeping those other bathrooms clean enough. Okay, so hopefully you're running back and forth to both or all of your bathrooms. What you're going to want to do next is apply your toilet bowl cleaner to each of your toilets and give that chemical some time to do its work. Um... 
since we have a little more time, we're not going to just jump to cleaning the exterior parts of the toilet like usual. We're going to put that chemical in there and then we're going to, and maybe you need to replace some things that you removed off your countertop. Go ahead and put those back. But we're going to focus on the bathtubs and showers. You're probably not going to have time in this episode, even though you're cleaning all your toilets, all your sinks, you're probably not going to clean all of your bathtubs, but you need to pick a bathtub or shower. And if you're a regular listener of my show, you're getting to those. You're getting to all of your bathtubs and showers. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the previous episode, but what I've been doing with my glass shower door is taking the abrasive side of a sponge, either one of those green sponge, uh, green scrubby things, or if you have a sponge that's yellow on set one side, green on the back, basically the Scotch Bright sponges. You put some vinegar on your glass shower door. You can use a spray bottle, or you could just, you know, dip the sponge in it or whatever. You're going to want to scrub that door with the vinegar. It did remove a lot of the water spots. I feel like if I do it on a regular basis over time that it's really going to help. My friend that told me about it, she has to do it a couple times in a row to to really see results. Now, I do recommend using a squeegee or a microfiber cloth in between times to, you know, keep the water spots under control but inevitably you will get them especially around the edges and you may not have hard hard water so this part may not apply to you but I think it applies to a lot of us where we need to make a special effort to clean those glass shower doors and Windex isn't enough. I want to try because I've bought this product in the past I want to try the Windex that's made with vinegar and start using that one in the bathroom and see if that helps but if you if you don't have that maybe do a separate scrub with the vinegar to kind of remove that hard water whatever those mineral deposits are that cause those water spots you might need to do that around the edge now if you have a door that's more of like that frosted glass you might be okay with just the windex but if it's a clear door there's a little extra work involved that's just the way it is and sometimes I'm not really fond of cleaning the inside of the shower walls and the shower floor like while I'm fully dressed and cleaning my house so typically during a cleaning session I'll do the doors and then I will wait to do the inside of the shower until I'm actually taking a shower so that's an option too I've told you guys before with my bathtub I keep that little dish wand full of half white vinegar and half dish soap to kind of scrub the sides of it as I'm draining it and getting out that's in between deep cleans where I use like a bathroom cleaner or whatever in there that helps a lot Um, if I do clean a bathtub I don't know where this thing went maybe we used it to clean something else outside or something but I had the shower scrubber that's on like a long extendable pole for cleaning the bathtub without being all up in it or having to bend over but for some reason I misplaced that so I'm kind of back to getting in there sometimes I'll just take off my shoes if I'm cleaning my kids bathtub and just stand in there and then I have a little pad to step out on anyway 
that dries my feet afterward. So there's more than one way to clean a tub or a shower. That's not really what the show is about. I'm just kind of giving you some ideas. If you don't have a lot of water pressure and you're cleaning a bathtub, a lot of times it's convenient for me to have either a plastic pitcher or maybe a large 32-ounce tumbler or something to rinse the sides of the tub. I remember at one house my pressure was super low. Even though it was a bathtub-shower combo, it just wasn't enough water to clean that bathtub. So I would always rinse the tub with a cup. And I also do that with my garden tub because there's not a shower above it. So that's how I rinse the sides of it since I can't direct the water there. So that might help you. And of course, when you're cleaning a bathtub or a shower, you're going to want to dispose of old razors, empty containers, I've said this before, but kids are notorious for just keeping empty containers around, whether they're putting them back in the refrigerator or leaving two or three bottles of shampoo in the shower. You've got to get rid of those empty containers. And I recently read that vinegar is good for removing hard water stains from a tub. You can actually fill your bathtub with vinegar and soak it. So that's another idea. Obviously, the disclaimer applies. I don't know what materials your tub is made of. Consult with the manufacturer's instructions or whatever. But in a lot of tubs, you can use vinegar. And then, did you know this was a thing? Mr. Clean has those magic erasers, right? Like for things like your baseboards or just stains on your walls or whatever. But crayon, whatever. I didn't know this, and they don't have it in my local store, but I just found out about this. Scrubbing Bubbles has a magic eraser for your bathtub. So, you know, if all else fails, order it online or something. I'm, this isn't sponsored. It's just something that I thought would be convenient, and I might, I might try that product. Because, let's face it, sometimes you can go a little too long without scrubbing your kid's bathtub or something. And I feel like certain materials are easier to keep white than others. Like, if you have a cheap plastic bathtub, you might have a heck of a time keeping that clean. So, maybe those magic erasers would be good for that. Or sometimes you move into a house and the tub has stains or something. And, of course, you can always refinish your bathtub when all else fails. Hopefully you've had time to scrub out a bathtub or a shower. It really doesn't take that much time. A lot of times you overestimate how how much time a, a household chore is going to take and you put it off, but it really doesn't take that long. So hopefully you got that done. Lastly, you're going to want to clean your bathroom floors. You're going to want to sweep and mop those bathroom floors. And usually it's a small area, so it's no big deal to kind of run back and forth and, you know, sweep both of them and then mop both of them. But, of course, in a bathroom, you're going to want to do some edge work on your hands and knees as far as wiping down the baseboards, especially wiping down the floor around the toilet. I mean, some mops are better than others at getting behind the toilet, but a lot of times... You, I mean, let's face it, you're probably going to have to get down there to adequately clean. Um, 
I think I forgot to tell you to clean the exterior of your toilets. You're going to do that before you clean the, clean the floor. It doesn't take long. Anyway, I got a phone call. I lost my train of thought. But after you wipe down your toilet seat, behind the seat, the rim of the toilet, of course, you're going to avoid cross-contamination by switching rags or wipes. You're going to clean the flusher handle, the back of the tank. When you go to clean the base of the toilet, the toilet, the exterior of the bowl, the base, that's a good time to clean the floor around the toilet by hand. That's the way I usually do it. If I'm already down there, I'm going to clean that baseboard. I'm going to reach behind the toilet and kind of get that area. But you can also do that, you know, right after you mop or whatever. You know, dry your floor, of course. I'm a I'm a firm believer in drying. I used to, you know, mop a floor and then be like, oh, the floor's wet. Don't mop on it. I mean, don't walk on it. That doesn't always work well with a large family or maybe small children that don't listen. <laughs> Somebody's going to walk on the floor. And I feel like drying it is part of the cleaning process process because when you dry it by hand you can be wiping that baseboard or getting that crevice in the corner or whatever you're moving that cleaning fluid around while you're drying it so it's it's kind of part of the cleaning process so make sure that you clean your toilets and of course you you know scrub out that bowl you've been letting it sit if there's a water line grab a pumice stone and get rid of that discoloration there I like the pumice stone that's on a handle for obvious reasons. Um, I don't wear gloves to clean the toilet because I use a toilet brush, a pumice stone on a handle, and of course I wash my hands afterward. But some people are squeamish. If you want to put on a face mask and some rubber gloves, by all means do it. Whatever's going to get you to clean your toilets. But don't forget to clean your bathroom floors, mop them, and then replace the rugs and everything else. So hopefully by now you've had time to clean a couple bathrooms. Let's move on to, remember I said in the first hour of the show, your house would be ready for a casual guest, okay, as far as the front areas of your house, the main areas of your house. So for the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to detail your main living. I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier, and it's factor. Factors delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You don't even have to dirty a dish. And let me tell you, they are delicious. My favorite so far is the creamy Parmesan chicken. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And I'm super picky about like Parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants. I'm telling you, this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant. And you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. 
Anyway, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Area. I already said to straighten up your front entrance earlier, but I don't know if you just walk right into your living room at your house or you have a different family room in the back. Or maybe you remove clutter. Maybe you do just have a front room, but you already removed clutter, but didn't deep clean it. Now is the time to detail your main living area. We'll deal with your other extra living areas during the second segment after the break. But you're going to pick your main living area, whether that's your living room or your family room, and you're going to just detail that out. Of course, in any living room or family room, you're going to want to straighten your couch cushions. You're going to want to remove any clutter from the floor, from surfaces like end tables or whatever other surfaces that you have, coffee table. You're going to want to sweep or vacuum. Okay? But since we're detailing it, you're going to do some deeper cleaning chores. You're going to want to detail, you're going to want to dust your TV screen. Okay, and I've said this before, but I've found the absolute best way to clean your TV screen is with a microfiber cloth with just a tiny bit of water on it, barely damp. For some reason, cleaning your TV screen is not the same as cleaning a window or a mirror. With When you do like a glass cleaner and paper towels or something, it, it doesn't come out streak-free usually. The microfiber cloth with a tiny bit of water is the ultimate. Now the exception is if you have kids with greasy hands and there are just random substances on your TV screen. If it's filthy, yes, you're going to have to use a cleaning product. But if your TV just once in a while somebody touches it with their thumb while they're turning it to change its direction or something, it's not that dirty the water on a microfiber cloth is all you need for that streak-free shine. And then, of course, don't forget to dust your TV stand if your TV is not installed on the wall. Dust the TV stand, dust the coffee table, dust the end tables. Maybe you have a bookcase, maybe you have knickknacks, maybe you have a piano. At my house, I have to dust the piano. I have to spray something on it, wipe it down, wipe down the bench. 
and another random thing you might need to dust under some furniture a random chore I have at my house I know I've talked about this before um, when we're dusting with a dry dusting tool that skinny dry dusting tool I will often have the kids reach under the piano and dust the floor under it because the mop and the broom don't really go under there but if you're sitting in a certain spot sitting in a certain spot on the couch you can see the dust build up under that piano so that's when a dusting tool comes in handy make sure when you're removing clutter and dusting in your living area that you look around for things that don't belong out but maybe they've been sitting out and you've gotten used to seeing them to where you don't even notice them anymore okay maybe there's something that's been sitting on a surface it needs to be put away okay maybe you have a basket at the bottom of your stairs or something that you meant to take upstairs now's the time to take it up there bonus chore might be to dust a ceiling fan um, window sills that's a biggie I like to use wipes when cleaning out my window sills but use whatever you have and it can also just picking one window to wash can make a huge difference especially if it's a window on the front of your house or whichever window you're looking out a lot I mean you're gonna be glad you cleaned it so clean that window inside and out if you have time remember this is a deep cleaning episode or maybe in one of my old episodes you cleaned your large living room window but there's another window that you can clean this time I'm big on kinda of rotating those deeper cleaning chores remember how I told you just pick one baseboard today clean another one another day same with windows okay even though this is a long episode you're not gonna have time to wash every window of your house but maybe pick one or two and then do some different ones next time I mean a lot of maids say they won't do windows so even if you have a cleaning lady coming in you've got to wash your windows if you don't do it nobody else is going to so that's your motivation for that okay so maybe by now you have removed clutter from your couches and floor and surfaces in your main living area you've dusted maybe you've even swept or vacuumed at this point or used a spray mop on your hard floors but what about the couches themselves are there any spots on the couches that need to be spot cleaned or on your floor whatever you use for cleaning spots get that spray get a damp rag and do some spot cleaning especially if you go a long way you know you go you go quite a while in between shampooing your carpets if you keep up on spot cleaning and clean every time you see a spot you won't end up with a carpet full of spots that's something you definitely need to keep up on same goes for spots on your upholstery so let's do some spot cleaning in that main living area and depending on your season of life if you don't have young children living at home or you don't have kids um, spot cleaning the upholstery might not be necessary but what about wiping down your switch plates your door frames your doors even adults are touching these surfaces and our hands are not always perfectly clean 
Um, if you do have kids that are school-aged or younger, I definitely recommend teaching them not to touch the walls. At least say something. They're going to do it, but they'll do it even more if you never say anything. So definitely discourage them from touching walls and whatnot. But your door frames, your door handles, your switch plates, those are areas that they do need to touch. And so those definitely need to be wiped down. I love cleaning with wipes, but they're hard to get right now. So you might be using a damp rag or maybe you don't like disposable wipes. But whatever you have, just be wiping down as many surfaces as you can think of. Try to look at your living area from a guest's point of view. You know, maybe you're not expecting company, but imagine that you are. Look around and see what it is that doesn't look right. What's making that room look not as clean as you want? Is it a window? Is it a wall? Is it a smudge on a wall? Find out what's wrong and get it done. What about uh, what about dusting blinds? I recently got a dusting tool for dusting the blinds. It doesn't make the job that easy, but it makes it a little easier. And I've said this before, but you can, especially if you have those cheap lightweight blinds, you can actually pop those out at the top, take them outside, and hose them off. My mom taught me that. So that's definitely a thing. Or if they're that cheap, you can replace them. I mean, I don't know who needs to hear this, but when the front window of your house, the blinds are bent because your cat destroyed them or something, that really ruins your curb appeal. Okay, nobody's very impressed with your house when they see that. So it might be time to replace your blinds anyway. If that's the case, don't bother cleaning them. Head to Walmart or somewhere after this and get some new ones. But a little a little trick, if you have slats in your blinds that are damaged, but your blinds are longer than they need to be for that window, you probably have some bunched up at the bottom and you might be able to remove those and then move them up to repair the blinds, especially if they're the more expensive type of blinds, then that would make sense to do that. Maybe if your curtains are washable, you can wash those. You can always go over things like blinds and curtains with a vacuum cleaner attachment. Just kind of depends what what type of drapes you have and whatnot. So whatever you need to do in that main living area, finish that up. But by now, let's go over what, what should be done by now. You should have your washing machine running. It's probably done with the cycle by now you should have your dishwasher running which is going to take a little longer or most of your dishes done you should have your kitchen cleaned up I mean remember I allowed for a few things to soak that you can get back to at the end of the episode but your surfaces in your kitchen should be pristine including the floors and your bathroom should be clean and your main living area and entrance remember I mentioned the entrance at the beginning So if somebody stopped by right now or your husband came home from work early, your house should be pretty presentable. But we're going to go a lot further. We're going to do a lot more after the break. But let's hear from our sponsors. 
Welcome to the second half of our two-hour cleaning marathon. If you did not sit down and drink a glass of water during the commercial break, I encourage you to do that now while we kind of talk about what's ahead because you've been working for a while, you need a break, you don't want to lose momentum or anything like that. Um, people have told me that the two-hour cleaning session is pretty intense because I have you moving fairly quickly the entire time. So I encourage you to take a break. But what's ahead is we're going to be switching the laundry. If, if your washing machine's done, switching that laundry from the washing machine into the dryer. And then if there is a load coming out of the dryer, we're going to actually fold and put away that clean load. I don't usually talk about that in a one-hour episode because the focus is on cleaning, but let's face it, doing the laundry is an important part of keeping your house clean because otherwise you're going to have a pile of clean clothes somewhere. So that's part of the process. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be cleaning your laundry room or laundry area. We're going to detail your remaining living areas, whether it's a hallway, an office, a staircase, a bonus room upstairs, a living room or family room if you have more than one of those. Just those common areas other than the kitchen and bathrooms. I, I kind of lump into the category of living areas. So we're going to be finishing the remaining ones. And then we're going to be cleaning a couple bedrooms. Usually I say pick one bedroom. We're going to clean a couple of bedrooms. And then after that, we're going to be doing some finishing touches. If you have one sink load of dishes soaking, you're going to wash those so that your kitchen is completely clean. Or that pot or pan that you left to soak, you're going to wash that and put it away. Um, or maybe if you're the type that doesn't like to see dishes in the drying rack, you're going to put those away because they've been sitting out long enough to dry. Um, another finishing touch you might be able to do kind of toward the end of the second hour is a decluttering project. Okay, Maybe there's a bookcase that you need to organize. Maybe you need to organize your spice rack. Maybe you need to clean out a closet. Okay. Those are just some ideas because it's going to be individual to you or maybe there's an animal cage or a litter box you need to clean or something like that. Another thing that I'm going to remind you of is cleaning off your porch or patio, whether you do that with a broom or a hose. Those areas are important too because if you don't keep your porch or patio clean, more stuff's going to get tracked in. You know what I mean? you got to clean that welcome mat. So... Hopefully by now you have had a little break and you're ready to get to work again. Let's switch that laundry if it's time or fold and put away a clean load that we're pulling out of the dryer or no judgment here if you have a residual clean laundry pile somewhere. Hopefully you can fold and put away all that stuff but at least do some of it. Now's the time to switch the laundry and fold and put away at least one load of laundry. And of course if you don't need, I know some people only do laundry once a week or they go to a laundromat. If you don't need to do laundry, I get that. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you're putting things away as soon as it comes out and you're all caught up. I totally get that. Just 
just pick the project of your choice to be working on because I know there's something that needs to be done as far as a decluttering project because clean laundry can be clutter but maybe you have a different cluttering project like organizing your desk or something or pulling everything out from under your bed that's accumulated under there. Now there are a couple different ways to get caught up on folding and putting away laundry if that's an issue for you. Sometimes you can have certain family members start doing their own laundry or you can keep each person's laundry separate. Sometimes that helps a little bit. I mean once a kid is like 12, 13, 14 years old they might just start doing their own laundry so that's something to think about if you're still doing your kids laundry another thing to do is to have everybody come and if the, if the laundry is mixed together pull their stuff out of the pile fold it and put away and then yet another way is you fold and put everything away maybe you're alone right now or you're the only one old enough you know to do laundry or whatever um, another method is to fold things and put them in piles based on the family member or the room it goes in. Like typically when I'm folding laundry, I'm going to have a pile of clothing for each family member. And then I'm going to have a pile for bathroom towels, a pile for beach towels, a pile for kitchen towels. You get the idea. Linens, I'm just going to fold and put them right into the linen closet. Okay, what about socks? Are you ending up with a basket full of socks? This is a common complaint that I see on social media. All these mismatched socks or whatever. Maybe a solution in the future is to kind of streamline your sock system. Try to buy a certain color or a certain style for each family member if that's possible. And then that way it's easier to kind of separate them. And sometimes you can just make a pile of socks. Like let's say you haven't been really consistent with folding and put away, putting away laundry as it comes out of the dryer. So socks are even more separated than the average person's socks are. If that's you, maybe just put the socks in a pile for the family member and then let them check their drawer and match those up or whatever. Okay, this is for people with school age kids who can do chores and stuff like that. If that's not you, then disregard that part. But a lot of times, kind of a color coded system can help where maybe the dad has black socks and the son has white socks. Another thing you can do if your kids are close in age and the same gender, getting them socks that are just the same. I mean, I even did this for a boy and a girl once, just getting them all plain white socks. So some people will even go as far as throwing away all their socks and starting over. Usually kids like the fun, colorful socks, especially, well, girls do. And even though they have a few fun pairs, you can try to make it more uniform by getting just a certain color of sock or a certain style. So that's a thought. Um... But if you have a, a, a basket of unmatched socks, I mean, don't get too hung up on that. You can still get everything else folded and put away. And as far as hanging up versus folding, I like to hang up our dressier items. Of course, all the jackets, sweaters, and then dressier items, church clothes, special occasion outfits, things like that. We hang up 
And I realize that some people hang up almost all of their clothes, but it's a lot easier for kids to put things in drawers and you're just wanting to get that laundry up off the floor or off the couch. So maybe maybe just hang up certain items where it's important that they don't get wrinkled. You know what I mean? Some things you know, are fine folded in a drawer. Some things really need to be hung up. So you can always kind of rethink how you do that if what you're doing is not working for you. Remember, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So I don't know if that's really the definition of insanity, but that's what they say. It's a saying anyway. Um, So don't be afraid to rethink how you do things. I mean, is it really the end of the world if you put a pile of socks in someone's drawer without mating them together because you didn't have time? I mean, that might go against the grain for you, but it's better than having a pile. So that might be the solution for you. Or throwing away all your socks and starting over with a certain color might be the solution. So don't be afraid to rethink your laundry system. And some people do things that are, and obviously be doing laundry while I talk about this, but some people have really elaborate systems. Like they'll have a shelf in their laundry room for each person. They fold the clothes, they put them there. That person picks it up. But not all of us have the space for that. And it, it's really not not that necessary. The main thing with laundry, it's it's the same with dishes or anything else, is just being consistent and doing it every day so that it doesn't build up and become a major project. So enough about laundry. Hopefully you were able to do a laundry switch and fold and put away a clean load. Let's move on to straightening up your laundry room or laundry area. Okay, it's only going to take a few minutes to pick up the floor or maybe you have some miscellaneous small items on top of your dryer or your laundry room shelf from checking people's pockets or stuff that falls out of pockets. Sometimes you just need to relocate that stuff or you have like a box full of lint and you need to throw away the lint. Um, A lot of times the laundry room floor gets a lot of debris on it because you're dealing with laundry baskets and laundry and stuff can fall out of your clothes and whatever. You know what I mean? You're going to want to wipe down the top of your washer and dryer. You're going to want to remove clutter, of course, wipe down the surfaces, and then sweep the laundry room floor. It's only going to take a few minutes, but that's something that we don't always mention in a whole house cleaning session um, because it's just not top priority and you know something's got to give you can only do so much in an hour but this is a two-hour episode so make sure you straighten that laundry room so take a few minutes to clean up that laundry area or if if you're really organized about the socks without mates and you've got some that never never found a mate I mean Let's quit procrastinating about throwing away that purple sock that's too small for anybody in your house, okay? Um, Maybe toss something. It's not the end of the world, okay? It's not the end of the world if the other sock turns up eventually and you threw one away. Throw the second one away. You know, you don't want to get hung up on these little things that can cause you 
to hoard. And I realize, somebody mentioned this, I realize, um, you know, I get pretty much critiqued on everything I say. Somebody mentioned, you know, hoarding is an actual disorder and it has to do with emotional attachment and all that. I get that, but we're all guilty of smaller levels of hoarding in some area of our life. I'm not talking about some clinical disorder. I'm talking about hanging on to things when it's not really logical to do so. We all do that with something. Okay? And so... Sometimes it can just be freeing to toss some mismatched socks and just move on. I mean, anything in your house that gives you stress or anxiety every time you look at it needs to be removed, okay? Whether it's putting it out of sight because you have to keep it or throwing it away, okay? That's, that's your um, psychological help for the day. If something is causing you anxiety by looking at it, Don't keep looking at it every time. Get rid of it. So don't forget to sweep that laundry room floor, or maybe if you just remove clutter, you can run over it with a vacuum real quick. But, you know, or maybe this is a day that you're cleaning it by hand, mopping it, whatever. But I'm going to move on to talking about something else. If, If you're continuing in your laundry room, that's fine. I don't know how big your laundry room is or how much work that you had to do in there. But we're going to spend the next several minutes detailing your remaining living areas. Now, maybe you only have just one living area. When I talk about the living area, the way my floor plan is, it's the living room, which is the same room as my entryway, and then there's a hallway. That's mainly what I'm talking about, but of course I've had other houses with different floor plans. There might be a formal dining room, a family room, different things. I I go to a lot of people's houses, so you might have some remaining living areas to detail. But if you don't, if when I said detail your main living area, that was the only living area you had, then you're going to need to just pick something else to work on during this segment. But I'm giving you some time to detail those remaining living areas. Or here's another option. Only have one living area. Let's go even further. Let's wash the rest of those windows. Let's clean the rest of those baseboards. Okay, it's up to you to customize this show to fit your floor plan. I feel like I'm not telling you a lot of fun stories with this episode, but the feedback I've been getting with these two-hour episodes, well, this is only my second two-hour episode, the feedback that I've been getting about the two-hour episode is that people are listening to it again and again, so they probably don't want to hear a rerun story. They probably just want reminders of the jobs that need to be done. So don't worry, if you're new to the show, in my other episodes, I talk a lot about random subjects and I I tell a lot of stories. But this is kind of a down-to-business episode where I'm trying to list off every single thing that needs to be done at your house. If you have stairs, now's the time to clean them. Um, Vacuum them. Somebody mentioned one time that I don't mention stairs very often, but I don't have stairs at my house, and I feel like there. if I was to take a survey, probably more people don't have stairs than do. Okay, but I realize that. Or what about something that's not cleaning at all? Maybe your house is already looking really clean. Maintenance is important. Okay, I'm planning to ask my husband to touch up my front door 
there's a little area where just the paint is coming off on the edges and we need to just grab some touch-up paint and touch that up and in the interior of your house you might have some spots like that obviously you don't want to just break out the paint if you have a toddler running around but sometimes you need to take the time to paint the areas where the paint has been rubbed off of your wall sometimes it's the corner of a wall or just a random place where somebody bumped it with a piece of furniture but home maintenance is important you're more likely to want to keep your house clean if you're taking enough pride in it to keep up on the maintenance so that's an idea but a lot of you have more than one living area and you're working on cleaning those living areas right now but I'm just trying to throw some things out there because I want you to cover I want to leave no stone unturned with this episode and name off everything that you might I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier and it's factor factors delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes you don't even have to dirty a dish and let me tell you they are delicious my favorite so far is the creamy parmesan chicken let me tell you it's amazing and i'm super picky about like parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants i'm telling you this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant and you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan veggie and more. I picked the and more. But even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever, these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. It's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 and use the code cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. That's code cleanwithme50 at factormeals.com slash cleanwithme50 to get 50% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Needed to do. I don't talk about this very often, but sometimes you need to move your furniture and clean behind it 
or under it. And depending on the layout of your house, your furniture, you might be able to rearrange, which is always fun. But I feel like nowadays, kind of that time-honored tradition of rearranging the furniture is not as feasible because of the large TVs that we have and stuff like that. We're, we're kind of just locked into a certain configuration. But if you're not, maybe rearrange your furniture. And that'll give you an excuse to clean under it and behind it. Or if you have removable couch cushions, you can just remove those, put stuff away, vacuum them out, vacuum under things, behind things. Or in lieu of a second or third living area, if you don't have those spaces, how about cleaning out your coat closet or your linen closet or even the garage? That's going to tire you out this time of year, though. <laughs> um, we were cleaning out our garage the other day. We definitely broke a sweat. It's hot outside, but that might be something you need to do. Or maybe just go out to your garage and remove some clutter. I mean, am I the only one that puts cardboard boxes out there because I don't know what to do with them? Um, maybe those need to be dealt with. Maybe it's time to recycle those or whatever you do with your cardboard boxes. Okay, what about a basket or a toy box that you keep in your living room that's starting to get too full? Okay, I don't know if this is relatable to everybody, but I've talked about before, I have a small toy box so that when there's a little action figure or whatever, I can quickly plop it in that toy box. And also when my granddaughter comes to visit, she has toys to play with or I babysit some young kids or whatever, but if I keep putting toys in there every time I straighten the living room, sometimes it gets too full. So the other day I had to tell my eight-year-old, hey, put some of this stuff in your room. I don't want this toy box this full. It's just to keep a few things in so that a visitor has toys to play with or whatever. Um, but maybe you need to deal with some type of a catch-all basket or toy box in your living area that has gotten out of control or what about a drawer in your end table where you're only supposed to keep a magazine and your TV remote your Bible whatever else but for some reason people are starting to fill that up I know when my kids were younger we had a tendency to put things in the coffee table now we have a coffee table with storage we keep literally nothing in there I think sometimes we keep a package, like if somebody gets a package delivered to our house that's a friend of ours and we need to give it to him at a later time because he works out of town or whatever, we'll put that in the coffee table. But other than that, we literally don't store anything inside our coffee table. And I think the reason for that is that with this coffee table, it pops up. We have one of those pop-up ones where you can use it to eat or work on a computer. It kind of pops up and then moves over so you can see the inside of the coffee table when it's in that position. So that doesn't, that's not conducive to storing a bunch of clutter in there because then it wouldn't look nice when it's popped up. So if you have one of those pop-up coffee tables, you know what I'm talking about right now or even if you don't, you can probably visualize it. But at our old house, we had a coffee table with a drawer where we would keep papers and art supplies for the kids to watch a video on the TV like that was an art tutorial. So 
That's an idea if you don't know what to store in your coffee table. Quick rant while you're finishing up your living areas. For those of you who work from home, have you ever noticed that people expect you to be just available at their beck and call and they don't treat your job the same way as if you worked somewhere else? Obviously, there is a little bit more flexibility when you're working from home, but at the same time, we need those uninterrupted times to get certain projects done and I feel like if I tell people I'm working right now like they don't respect it so quick rant I don't know who can relate to that but you have to sometimes treat treat you have to treat your job as your job obviously if an emergency comes up that's great that you work from home and you can just you know, jump in the car and deal with that emergency. But if there was an emergency and you worked outside the home, you would tell your boss, I have to leave. I have a family emergency or whatever. Okay. But if you worked outside the home and someone had a non-emergency and needed you to do something and asked you to do something for them and you said, sorry, I'm at work, like they would totally respect that. Like they realize you can't just leave your job for a non-emergency. But when you work from home, flexibility does not equal tons of free time. You still only have 24 hours in the day and often deadlines to meet. So, yeah, I struggle sometimes with, you know, obviously self-discipline is always a struggle when you make your own schedule. But I also struggle with people not taking my job seriously. Because when I first started out with podcasting, I didn't make any money at all. It was kind of a hobby. But like now that it's become a job, I wish people would kind of respect the fact that I need to take time to work. So there you go. I went on a little rabbit trail for you. Let's move on to cleaning a bedroom or two that you're responsible for. Okay. Obviously, you might be only responsible for your own room. You might have a roommate that cleans his own room. Your kids might be teenagers, adults, older kids. I get that. But some of us have to go in and clean a kid room now and then as far as deep cleaning it. All of my kids are old enough to clean their own rooms, but I'm the one that's going to go in and change the sheet. Well, they're starting to change their own sheets. I, I will say that I, to where I can tell them like, what, you know, bring me your bedding and then I wash it and go put it back on. Okay. But I'm probably the only one cleaning their windowsills, for example. So sometimes you have to go into a kid's room and deep clean it. And you need to be checking your kids' rooms on a regular basis. I mentioned this in another episode, but like we heard about someone where their teenage daughter had so much food in the room, like they were getting rats or something. You can't just always assume that your kids, it goes back to that principle about what I was saying earlier about rotating chores. You can't always expect your kids to do a thorough job. So 
you need to go in there and do some deeper cleaning chores. When I was a kid, my mom, and be cleaning whatever room you need to clean, even if it's if it's your own room. But when I was a kid, on a regular basis, my mom would do things like dump out the toy box, tell me to go through the toys and get rid of things. She would pull everything out from under my bed, tell me to sort through it. So as a parent, sometimes you got to do that stuff. So, um, or if your child is really small, you might just literally have to clean clean their room. And of course, teach them to put away their toys at a young age, but you often have to work alongside of them during that process. Um, if this is not a day that you're changing the sheets on a particular bed, um, it's only going to take you about 60 seconds to make your bed. It's a great way to start out cleaning your room. If you have things that you find while you're cleaning and you're not sure what to do with them, you could set them on your freshly made bed. That's also a place you could put clean laundry and then you're going to be forced to fold it, put it away before you go to bed. Making your bed kind of makes everything else look out of place in a messy room and kind of motivates you to clean the rest of the room. There's so many reasons to make the bed. But remember at the beginning of the episode, I talked about washing your bedding. So maybe you need to put on those fresh sheets and comforter now. Um, but be cleaning your rooms. And of course, what you need to do in a bedroom is similar to another room. You're removing clutter from surfaces. You're dusting. You're sweeping. You're vacuuming. Your bonus chores would be to dust a ceiling fan, clean a windowsill, clean a window or a glass door, dust your TV screen. Okay? And maybe repeat this in another bedroom. Maybe you need to vacuum around a dog bed or put the dog bed into the washing machine or maybe you need to scoop a litter box or deep clean a litter box or clean a small animal cage not all of you have pets so I'm not going to go on and on about that you know who you are deal with that stuff some problem areas in your bedroom clutter under the bed sometimes your shoes get kicked under the bed and then you, you wear a different pair and you forget about that pair that's under the bed or an empty water bottle or something ends up under there so from time to time, you do need to make sure that there's nothing accumulating under your bed. Or if you're like us, your dog, one of our dogs takes things under the bed to chew them up. So it's kind of disappointing when we clean under our bed and find out what, what that dog destroyed. But I guess we shouldn't have left it on the floor, right? So maybe your dog is taking stuff under your bed. You've got to pull that stuff out. Um Maybe one of your dresser drawers has become a junk drawer. Maybe remove a few things out of there. Sometimes I find that we store things and they kind of have to do their time. We're not ready to part with them. We store them and then kind of in the next go round when we declutter that, that garage or that box or that drawer, we're throwing stuff away that we probably should have thrown away last time. But somehow it kind of needed to do its time. Kind of like leftovers in the fridge. You, you don't, you're not going to eat them sometimes, but you, they've got to do their time in the fridge because you think you might want to eat it later, but then you don't. So then you throw it away after a few days. Same with clutter. Even though you may have decluttered your room recently, you might be ready to part with more stuff. So maybe declutter a drawer or a closet even though you did it recently and maybe you haven't accumulated more stuff, maybe you're ready to be more ruthless about going more minimalist. Um, 
someone sent me an audio message. I keep forgetting to respond this, to this. You know who you are. Asking me what I thought of the Marie Kondo decluttering method. I have mentioned that before. I read the book. Um, yeah, obviously I believe in getting rid of things that you don't use or that don't bring you joy. But, you know, the, it, it wasn't my favorite book. And I'm not, I'm not against it. That's fine if you like it. I hope it helps you. But those of us with a large family or a large house are not going to want to kind of pull out everything in our house and put it in a pile and go through it or count it or, I mean, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit overwhelming for some of us to declutter in that way. It was a it was a bit idealistic. The book was written by a single woman. I think she later got married and had kids, but it just wasn't my exact thing. I mean, any time you read a book about decluttering, it's probably going to motivate you to get rid of a few things. Um, I'm not an extreme minimalist. What I believe as far as minimalism and be cleaning your bedrooms while I talk is that different people can handle different amounts of stuff. I mean, we all know those parents where they have a different drawer for each color of Legos. And then there's other parents where just they just have a toy box and maybe they're like, keep your Legos in this one drawer or whatever. Um, if you have a lot of belongings, but they all have a place and they're all org, I want to put you onto something that's going to make your life a lot easier and it's factor factors delicious restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat in just two minutes you don't even have to dirty a dish and let me tell you they are delicious my favorite so far is the creamy parmesan chicken let me tell you it's amazing and i'm super picky about like parmesan sauces and things like that that aren't like literally from restaurants I'm telling you this is as good as the food at my favorite restaurant and you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan veggie and more I picked the and more but even if you're not on like a strict dietary requirement or whatever these are great for people who are just doing portion control like I am because they are relatively low in calories because it's a pre-portioned meal. And they also have snacks, smoothies, different options like you could get as add-ons. Anyway, Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily it's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. These are no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. That's the best part. So head to factormeals.com slash Clean with me 50 and use the code clean with me 50 to get 50% off. That's code clean with me 50 at factormeals.com 
dot com slash clean with me 50 to get 50% off. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Organized, and you like having that stuff. It doesn't bother you that you have that much stuff then you don't need to get rid of that stuff. But if you can't find things because you're so disorganized or you have so much stuff that, you, you, that you're like that episode of Andy Griffith where they dirty every dish in the house and it's just a huge pile I mean, if you have a tendency to procrastinate on doing dishes because you have too many of them, or you never do laundry because you have too many pairs of underwear, you might need to go more minimal. But if you, let's say you have a ton of clothes, and I know people like this, you have a ton of clothing, but it's all hanging up, it's all in the correct drawers, I'm not going to tell you that you need to get rid of some of your clothes. I mean, you're obviously doing well with keeping track of that stuff, if that makes sense. Those are just some random examples. If you don't mind dusting a bunch of knickknacks and, you know, that collection brings you joy, you don't need to get rid of it. So the book can motivate you. I mean, with any book, I'm not going to just go like completely all out and follow everything I, I read in the book. So it's a decent read. It might motivate you a little bit, but I'm not going to say that I just Marie Kondoed my whole house. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but no, I didn't go that extreme with it. Um, and then I just the per, the personification of inanimate objects was a little odd to me. Um, yeah, I can get rid of things without talking to those items. Okay, that was a little weird for me. Just being honest, I'm giving you my honest review of the book, but I feel like any book about decluttering is probably good to read as far as motivating you, even if you don't um, agree with everything in the book. You don't, I mean, folding your clothes a certain way that she does. I mean, it, it was just her opinion. So, yeah. Anyway, end of rant. Somebody will probably think I badmouthed the book. I didn't. It just. Obviously, what I tell you to do on this show is different than what she tells in the book. So obviously, I don't just agree with her. I'm not just in lockstep with how she declutters. And I feel like she lives a different lifestyle than I do. So that's that. Let's do some finishing touches around the house. And it's going to be different for everybody. But I'm going to kind of talk about some decluttering things that work decluttering methods that work for me um let's see you might need to clean your porch or patio do the last of the dishes of course that's a huge priority if if you had some dishes still to do you're going to want to finish those um but as far as a decluttering project um recently i do this from time to time i organize stuff in those like plastic dressers that you can get from Walmart or Big Lots or wherever wherever you shop. I know a lot of you are overseas. Um, 
So some of these store names mean nothing to you. I get that. But um, anyway, these plastic dressers, I'm not talking about as your dresser for your clothing. You've got your main wooden dressers or whatever, but sometimes for little stuff, you need some storage solutions, especially if you work from home. And I think I think I had a mentality at one time that if it's my dresser and they're my drawers, I know what I put in each one. I know what goes in each one. Well, not so. I, I'll forget about the categories that I've made for myself. So I've found that it's really helpful for me to label those little drawers. Okay, just to give you some examples, like you guys know that I sell makeup and skincare products. Most people just order on the website. I say thank you. The products are direct, uh, shipped directly to them and I earn commission. But sometimes there are situations where I have them ordering through me for various reasons. So some examples, I'm just saying that to explain what these categories are. I got some little label stickers and wrote on them. Some example categories are uh, mailing supplies, people's orders, brand new unused products, podcast notes, because this is my main business is the podcast. So those are just some examples of categories. But just the way my brain is wired, I need to label them or I'm going to forget what how I defined each drawer. And there are more categories than those. I just told you a few of them. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine different drawers with a label on it. And that just helps me when I go to put something in the drawer, I make sure it's going into the right category. So that might resonate with someone, whether it's for your business supplies, toys, crafting supplies, whatever you're into, whatever you need to organize. If you need to organize a space with one of these plastic dressers, you might need to label it if not for yourself. Now, if it's somewhere where I wouldn't want to label something like a pretty wooden desk or whatever, sometimes I'll put the label inside the drawer where I can still see it when I open it that lists off what's supposed to go in that drawer. This might not resonate with everybody, but I'm just throwing it out there because it really helped me organize my business supplies. So... And another thing you could organize that way would be like your bills. You've got your your unpaid bills, um, future bills, or copies of statements that you want to save or whatever. I mean, you're going to come up with the categories based on your own record keeping system, how you do things. But just don't be afraid to label things for yourself because if you're kind of scatterbrained, you're going to forget what goes in the drawers. And sometimes opening a drawer, opening a drawer and looking what's in looking at what's in the drawer is not going to properly define what that drawer is for. For example, if you were doing a business and you had brand new unopened products in one drawer and then people's orders in another, you don't want to get mixed up because those brand new unopened products are up for grabs. I can use them myself. I can sell them to someone. But the people's orders are already spoken for. You see what I'm saying? So that that's an example of why the labeling is necessary. Because just looking in, in the drawer doesn't necessarily define the contents. So that's a little tip. 
for a decluttering project that might help you. Now, if you've been working along with this episode, but you save vacuuming or sweeping for last, because some people do that room by room and some people do the whole house all at once. And both are definitely valid methods. A lot of times if you have a small house that has like hard flooring throughout, it just kind of makes sense that once your whole house is picked up that you're cleaning the floor all at once. But then other people have different surfaces, like you've got tile in the kitchen, carpeting somewhere else, or maybe just a different type of flooring in the kitchen that you have somewhere else. Then it's going to make sense to kind of compartmentalize, but I know some of you sweep or vacuum at the end. We're getting near the end of the episode, so whatever those finishing touches are that you need to do, whether it's vacuuming, sweeping, mopping, or something else because you've been cleaning the floors all along, just letting you know the episode is almost over, so you're going to want to wrap things up. If you didn't start a candle or a wax warmer at the beginning, you might want to do that now. You want to make sure that your house smells good. You've been cleaning, you want to make sure it smells clean. Sometimes the cleaning products will do that for you, but sometimes if you have pets or, I don't know, you need to shampoo your carpets or whatever, sometimes there are lingering odors. So, just throwing that out there. This is going to trigger some people, I know, but once you are done and your house is totally clean, a possible finishing touch would be something considerate for your significant other who's coming home from work, if that if that's the situation. Hanging a towel over the shower for your husband or starting dinner. Um, you know, let's just put the icing on the cake. The house is clean, but what else? what else can you do? Because let's face it, I don't care who you are, you want someone to notice all the work you've done and you don't want to leave out some key component and then have it go unappreciated so maybe get that towel ready or or get that dinner started Um, my husband's not the type that has to have dinner on the table when he walks in because he's not showing up at the same time or whatever but he likes me to have a plan for dinner and if it's after five o'clock he's hoping I've at least started dinner so I'm just throwing that out there for those it applies to. I realize we're all in different seasons of life and you might be a man listening to this show. 10% of you are men, according to my stats. So maybe you need to make dinner for your wife. One thing I will caution you about the two-hour episode, because I know some of you are listening to it on a regular, and I've had other ladies tell me this, that sometimes when you deep clean your whole house and you spend hours on it, then you're kind of burnt out and the next day you end up not doing anything. So you want to kind of pace yourself and that's why most of my episodes are one hour. This is a great episode for when you've got a lot to do, maybe there's a lot of buildup or you just want to go deeper with your cleaning or whatever but I don't recommend doing this routine every single day or you're going to get burnt out. The one hour episode will help you keep on top of things and I feel like it is adequate on most days. So I mean if if you want to use this episode obviously I don't care how you listen to it. I'm just kind of throwing it out there so that you know that some people find that they get burnt out if they spend several hours on cleaning. So use use the two-hour episode with caution 
if you don't have the energy level to do it every day. So if you're new to the show, definitely listen to my other episodes. Most of them are like 55 minutes to an hour. We, we do a little bit in each area. We cover the bases. But I do have some random episodes that are 20 or 30 minutes long. I have some general episodes where I just talk about random stuff and you, you pick which project you work on. Um, but most of my episodes are that one-hour cleaning talk through. I am thinking about doing some special episodes for individual rooms. Like, I have a refrigerator cleaning episode, a master bedroom cleaning episode, but I'm thinking of doing more of those short episodes kind of as bonus episodes. I'm going to try to put out more material for you. You guys are giving me feedback that that you love these episodes, so I'm going to try to make more. Um, Yeah, finish up your house, whatever those finishing touches are, maybe spray an air freshener, um, whatever, whatever it takes to um, finish the job. Now's the time to do that. Maybe you need to switch the laundry again. There's your reminder. I hope you got a lot done during this episode. Shout out to the mom of three in Australia who gave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. That review absolutely made my day. If anyone has any questions or comments for me, my email is feedback at cleanwithmepodcast.com. And of course, my website is cleanwithmepodcast.com. What can you do there? You can find links to support the show financially, purchase makeup and skincare products through me. I sell the best mascara ever. There's an SPF 30 sunblock for your face that is amazing. Definitely check out that link on my website. Again, that's cleanwithmepodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, happy cleaning. I'll talk to you in the next episode. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.